Hi, my name is Liam, and you're listening to Let's Nurture, the podcast. Today, we're going to talk with our island team and get a sense of who it is that works at this company, where it is that they work, and maybe who you might be working with in the future. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, we have with us Will. Hello. Yes, uh, hi, my name's Will. I'm one of the lead content writers here at Let's Nurture, so I do most of the stuff that's on our website, as well as most of our clients' work. Basically, if you need something written, I'm usually the guy that you're going to be working with. We have Ian. Hi, my name's Ian. I'm with uh, Let's Nurture here as the project manager, so any projects that are run through Let's Nurture, especially with North America, um, uh, there's a good chance that I'm, uh, I'm on that project. And we have Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a graphic designer here at Let's Nurture, and I've been with the company for just about a year now. Okay. So today we're going to talk a little bit about you guys, our island team out on Prince Edward Island. Uh, how do you like it there? Uh, I find it's um, probably one of the best places I've ever lived, actually. Um, I've lived all across Atlantic Canada at various points uh, in Halifax, Dartmouth. I lived in Moncton for 20 years. And I spent a couple of months in Quebec as well. But uh, PEI is one of the few places where life just feels a bit slower, a bit more calm. And I always appreciated that about here. I've been living here about three and a half years now. Yeah, interestingly, um, like life on PEI, that's what uh, is generally said. It's, um, it's that kind of pace. And one of the things when uh, I was working on a project for, um, I guess, who was the group at that time? It was a provincial organization that was in, uh, attracting uh, businesses to come to PEI. And one of, their, one of their big mentions were the quality of life here. So it was the quality of life. Mm. So, so it was interesting to track businesses with, uh, with that aspect. So you, guys, so you guys mostly like it over there. I have only been to PEI, I think, twice, both with my grandparents when I was young. They used to do... They used to tour around with theater troupe. Do you guys still have only glass bottles on the island? No, we got no. Did I hallucinate that? That was the worst we thing that to. ever happened. The, by uh, the time I moved here, that that was over, and I think that ended in like what 2015. Yeah, uh, somewhere around there. Maybe even a little earlier. It, really? Yeah. Why? I would have gone back to PEI just to experience the bottle situation again. Oh, the bottles are the best. It was because people were throwing them, throwing them, and they were breaking, you know. But otherwise, like it's it's way better to use reuse a bottle than it is to like do a can. Uh, it was really short term thinking of uh, at that time to kind of close down, um, you know, the bottling you know plant there. Hang on, hang on. Are you telling me that they people started throwing glass bottles? They wouldn't know in they... two thousand and like fourteen, and it wasn't a problem until then. No, no, no. I'm just oh, saying. Always a problem. Yeah, occasionally, like, the bottle gets broken, like, on the ground, and what do you do? You have to clean it up, and it's, like, broken glass. A, uh, a large reason why we, we ended up getting rid of the glass bottles is because uh, Pepsi and Coke were uh, kind of tired of paying the extra for the bottling, um, where they could, they had a whole lot more freedom with their packaging if, uh, if, they could use ev the same thing that everywhere else used. Uh, so it, it was a th continual thorn in the side of both uh, both Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola. 
So technically, PEI was sticking it to the man for years. <laughs> uh, and then you gave up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's a real shame. Oh, I think if we looked historically, beer bottles have been broken quite a bit, and we still have glass ones everywhere, so... Mm-hmm. There's actually a, a push down in the States to go to aluminum bottles. I think beer was the first thing that started with that. And I gotta mm. tell you, I hate it. It may be more environmentally conscious or something, but the idea of an aluminum bottle with a twisty lid that's also made of aluminum, oh, it's like chewing on raisins. It just, it, it gets my spine all unhappy. What's wrong with raisins? <laughs> you don't find raisins make your teeth itch? No, not really. I always never minded them. Oh. Maybe I'm crazy. It, yeah, it's no good. Uh, raisins make my teeth itchy, and there's no good way to scratch a tooth. <laughs> I've tried, and it, it just feels like nothing. It's, it's really, really deeply unpleasant. I don't recommend you try it. No, I don't think I'm going to go scratching my teeth anytime soon. So. <laughs> well, you know, like sandpaper doesn't work. You can't chew on aluminum foil, I thought might do it, because it's got that crunch. It's got that edge. Yeah, it'll, like, make my brain think I'm getting something in there. No. Um, no, it didn't help. So they gave up on the bottles. That's, th that is genuinely the most disappointing news I've had all day. It's just a loss of spirit, I suppose. Actually, the worst one was, uh, was when uh, uh, Unilever bought uh, Red Rose Tea. What? Yep. What? Yep, Unilever bought Red Rose Tea. It was, it was like, you know, kind of a, kind of a big issue here. You know, the um, Globe and Mail came over to, to my buddy's house and, uh, you know, did an interview because uh, he had to go to the co-op and, and buy all as much much of the tea that was there uh, before, like, they started restocking it with the Unilever brand because the Unilever brand didn't make the same kind of quality tea. This sounds like a story out of 1850s Great Britain. <laughs> Except it's not. My father did the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. I feel like my mother also did this. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, at, at Sobeys, right after they announced this, he just basically swept his arm and dumped them all into the cart. <laughs> Our probably U.S. and maybe even the other side of Canada listeners, you are right now getting an exact recreation of the culture of the Maritimes. <laughs> um Tetley, by the way, if you're one of our American listeners and you're a tea drinker, get someone from Canada to mail you a box of Tetley tea, because Tetley tea in the United States is terrible. It tastes weirdly like bleach. They do something to the tea bags down there that's different and bad. I lived in Florida for about 10 years, and I used to have Canadians smuggle down four and five bulk boxes of good Canadian Tetley just so I could have a cup of tea, even yeah. while I was living in an alligator-ridden swamp. You can't live uh, without the good stuff. Well, it's, it's different. It, it, does, it does matter. It does matter. No. Um, you know, even getting something in a different package, I don't want to go too off on too much of a tangent, but I remember Sprite did a study where they just vaguely changed one of the green hues on the bottle, and it completely changed the way that people tasted the product. So... Our brains will do anything to uh, kind of trip us up. That is something that I have tried to get into occasionally on this podcast. Um, mm. Human brains are a bit of a mess. Yes. We, we can do so much better. Yeah, but Red Rose, they just, they just like, they didn't change the box any, and it was totally different tea. It's just worse now. Yep. It was, yeah. <laughs> it's poorly made. 
I didn't know that. I haven't had Red Rose since I came back to Canada. I'll know better now. I think I have a pretty much full box of it in my pantry. I should see if it's the original recipe and see if I can flip it. Yeah, no, it's gone. It's gone. And maybe they'll bring it back like Coke did. New Red Rose. Yeah, everyone loved it. Crystal um, Red Rose. Crystal. <laughs> Actually, interestingly enough, I know the marketing guy, uh, Doug Hall, who, uh, who created the uh, Crystal Pepsi uh, campaign. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he has a house here on PEI. Oh, nice. Next time you see him, tell him he was right, and that Crystal Pepsi was awesome, and more people should have bought it. It was a very fun idea. No, it was actually a, a great success uh, because it actually increased sales of uh, Pepsi, not Crystal. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi was good, though. They did like a short run of it a couple years ago where it came back on the market. I liked it. Yeah, I think it was yeah. only on PEI that it actually went up in sales. No, it was in Moncton, too. Oh, in Moncton, yeah. It was in uh, Florida also. That, this was a whole thing they did. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember I this. thought it was going to stick around. It, it didn't, unfortunately. No. Well, the best things always end. Yes, sadly. Much like our <laughs> most recent episode of Drinks Talk with the Island Team, um, we should probably move to a new subject. <laughs> we can stick on beverages, no? I was going to say, I have so much more to say about Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Look, I'm like not aggressively opposed to doing an episode of the podcast that's just us complaining about maritime beverage preferences. However... We may want to talk about uh... Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. I get it. If this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Um, Baja is the superior Mountain Dew. <laughs> we're not it's, even going to get into it's this. Not quite. It's not quite the same in the bottles. It isn't. No. <laughs> no. Taco Taco Bell Baja Blast hits different. <laughs> you need that extra filth from the nozzle. Oh. So you mentioned that the PEI government kind of stood up to Coca-Cola and Pepsi for, for a long time. Do you think that's sort of representative of the attitude of PEI more generally? PEI does have an independent streak to it. I was just going to say, one of our MPs only started wearing suits to Parliament not that long ago, before he'd just go in jeans and his flannels. <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever makes you comfy. Is that the dairy farmer? Yeah, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was just about to say, I think I know who you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that went from milking cows to, to you know, making policy. Yep. Mm. And he he would just show up in, in a flannel shirt and jeans. Sure would, until No they... one stopped him? No. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't, like, once or twice. It was, like, consistently for a decade until they were like, okay, Ronnie, this is getting ridiculous. You, you gotta show up in respectable attire. You're kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not point fingers, gentlemen. None of us are in three pieces right now. I'm literally... Yes, I am. Look, I have a sweater and a vest and a shirt. Yeah, I guess, yeah. He, wear, he, wears, he wears what he is. But, the, um, but, uh, but like, uh, one, <laughs> one of the examples is, uh, is like, uh, the photo that kind of went around Canada after the Conservatives won uh, here at the last election, which was, you know, a radio interview. And the Green Party congratulating the uh, Conservative Party uh, as if they were like best friends, and uh, you you just didn't see that in any other kind of political election. It was like you know, um, it was a campaign, it was a race. Everybody like you know, you know, kind of came out the other end, um, and um, you know they were really willing to work together 
you know, still keeping to their values, that kind of thing, but um, not in this kind of like, you're someone who represents entirely somebody different. Uh, being on an island, I think, is kind of what this, like, you're an islander first type of thing. So uh, if we were to kind of get back on subject a little bit, that might be, uh, that might be kind of something. I think, too, that just sort of comes with being part of a smaller population, too. You know, we can't be at each other's throats over political issues or social issues. We all kind of have to find some sort of agreed-upon note that we can carry on with so that we can sort of live amongst each other in this small space. Mm -hmm. I think that there's some value to having that sort of solidarity and sense of community. That's something that, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are, are looking for these days. Um, mm. Mm. And then and you guys, do you find that that has made you, since you guys are our island team, you know, work together any better since there's this sort of cultural come together attitude? Well, I, I so far find most people easy to work with um, in general, but uh, just being able to communicate with someone in the same time zone and culture as you and like no language barrier, it, it is definitely a big help and it helps build a cohesiveness to project timelines and how teams work together. Do you guys think that's true then, that you have sort of a, a community spirit that's brought you together as a team to make things happen at Let's Nurture? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, For myself, actually, I knew Will before working uh, working at Let's Nurture. Uh, so that's working working with him has definitely been no problem. And uh, as like with uh, with Ian and uh there are there are there were a couple others that we were that we were working with here in PEI but it has been uh, has been no no trouble yeah no i did uh, freelance writing for matt for a little while which i think was actually for let's nurture in the long run i think it edited by you and then kind of put through to the site so i'm kind of, i've kind of always been a auxiliary on and off member for a while now <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't I don't agree with this at all. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get into it. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, uh the fact that we're on an island is one thing, but uh we do work remotely and and a lot of our team is actually in other places. Um I think though, if anything, it is the sense of uh being kind of, you know, um I think like Will said, that we do have this sort of uh, you know, willingness to work with each other no matter what. So I mean that's a it's a great it's a great thing to have in 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 any work relationship. Uh but you know, people are kind of born with that here in a sense. Like, you know, when you grow up with people in your school, like and you're you know, you have the you have the relationship with them for your entire life, um, you know, they're not far away and they never will be. And you you'll always be connected in some fashion. So you don't do anything too egregious. <laughs> you always try to be helpful. Mm -hmm. So you guys are around Charlottetown, right? Yes. I am located right downtown, actually. And I'm about 10 minutes outside in Cornwall. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Uh, um, I guess I'm the dissident here. So um, uh, I'm actually kind of in uh, another community, which is uh, a Francophone community uh, uh, of Angelin, which is uh, in the western part of the island. Oh, okay. Now, I have not yet visited our Charlottetown office. Um, I, I probably will soon, actually. We have a, a project coming up that may mean I'm doing a little bit of travel um, once... Like, we have some some restrictions that came back in New Brunswick, mm -hmm. um, which is this thing that's going to happen for a while, it looks like. So, so that was put on the back burner, but I may get up there soon. 
how do you guys like Charlottetown as a city, those of you who are there? And um, Ian, if you want to tell me about this francophone place, you're, you're welcome to also. As someone who lives like directly downtown, I like the immediacy of everything. Um, there's places to get groceries, books, you know, um, movies. We have city cinema downtown. There's plenty of great cafes, restaurants. Um, Charlottetown, I think, is most liveliest in this area because there's just so much compact into only about really four blocks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really unique place. Um, one thing for me that I that I usually do whenever I visit a new city is I'll take I'll hop on the bus and I'll just take it until I start getting nervous about where it's taken me, and then I'll hop off and walk back where to where I was. Um, and I'll, I'll stop in at stores and different places that might be off the beaten path a bit. And one thing that I've noticed in, uh, in plenty of other cities is a lot of it is sectioned off where no matter, no matter where you are, you're kind of in like, okay, over here is your shopping district. Over here is your clothes district. Over here is where you get groceries. And when you're when you're traveling and you're just walking around, that can be uh, a giant pain if you want to get something like groceries, uh, if you're staying for more than more than just a day or two. Um, I've, I've really noticed that in Charlottetown, um, if you're in the downtown core, you can basically walk around and get everything you need uh, within about a 15, 20 minute walk, whereas I, I haven't found that in many other places. And just the general attitude of people you pass by. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been called horrible things just walking up and down the street in other cities, uh, whereas in PEI, I, it's always smiles and hello, how are you? <laughs> it's very unique. It's, it's quite a bit different from anywhere else that, that I've ever been or lived, so that's why I came back. Yeah, I agree. It's a really welcoming community. So, let's get into Project Let's Nurture stuff. How do you like working here? I mean, I enjoy it quite a bit. I found the most difficult thing at first was just finding a way to organize all the different projects that uh, I ended up taking on. Because I found at first it was a little hard to kind of uh, juggle everything because, you know, we work with kitchen farms. We work uh, directly with uh, another site called Wonderful Woods where we do woodworking articles. We just launched uh, Atlanticoin, which is our cryptocurrency hub. We have uh, dinner baskets for recipes. So it just sort of surprised me the scope of how many different umbrellas we have as Let's Nurture and how many different clients we're able to take on at one time. And it's exciting because I'm always doing something different. I think for some people, that's a really good environment to work in. You know, there's always something new going on and new challenges to overcome. Mm -hmm. I think some people really prefer getting into a routine and having, you know, the same set of five things to work on every day. But by having sort of so many irons in the fire, I think it means that you can always find some new way to be really productive right now. Mm -hmm. And also just something always to do as well. There's not a whole lot of downtime because, you know, we have kind of these pretty lengthy backlogs that we can go and work on and get some stuff out for another client that maybe we haven't worked for a bit. And yeah, it just kind of creates a good system of uh, efficiency. I think that the, uh, the fact that we do have uh, varied development teams with various te technologies as well. So like if a project comes in, it could be 
new and cutting edge in, in one aspect and then something totally, not divergent, but in, in a totally different area, uh, come in and we can create something that's like totally new in another aspect. So, and then those, um, those industries are also very different. So, you know, whereas one application might uh, be concerning um, advertising uh, with, uh, with Bluetooth beacons in, uh, in uh, Costa Rica, uh, another one might be doing a meal meal delivery in San Francisco. Uh, so it's uh, it's you know uh, very different for every client and the technologies that we're using uh, with the te- diff- different teams. So it it uh, it's it's fun. It's a little bit fast paced, but um, but definitely there is um, there is a lot of work. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's there. There are plenty of projects to keep moving on. Like there's there's always something to do. Um, Personally, I've been involved in uh, everything from just basic branding to UI UX design for sites and applications, video editing, uh, logo design, and uh, actually building building up client and internal website projects, uh, as well as as well as managing one of uh, one of our Canadian servers. Um, there's there's always something to do uh one thing that i find is if i'm i'm stuck on a certain project then i'll just switch to something lighter that i can uh that i can be sure to make progress on and then come back with a uh, with a fresh head and work on the the previous issue so let me ask is there has apple done anything interesting lately other than demolishing their laptop design i mean they did just have that big rollout like probably a month ago now of all the different new products, uh, the different app features that they mentioned and whatnot. Do you mean demolish in a good way or in a bad way? Cause I think I, I, I mean I in a really, bad way. Oh, I love the changes to the new, to the new You're, ones. Really? I, I think that the processors seem fine if you need a laptop, but like, yeah, the processor's they, they put a notch in, in a laptop screen. Man. That, That's the worst thing I've ever seen. That is uh, somewhat questionable, but I'll happily take a notch as long as I get that function row back and they give me back all the ports. Okay. I don't give them that much credit for undestroying half of their stuff while also they used to sell stuff based on their screens and now they're saying, you don't need this piece though. Uh-huh. We'll just, oh, gone. See, I'm. This, this I could just take wanna... a very bad turn if I start talking about Apple. <laughs> I was just going to say, I just want to go back to the simpler times of uh, Windows XP. Hmm. I started on DOS, man. Like so, like uh, when I was, you know, using computers, that's that's where where I was at. Yeah. Okay, doing command line and stuff. Yeah, when you wanted to start, uh, you know, um, start, you know, it was like on C prompt. Yeah. Look, the command line, as I've argued on this podcast before is not as scary as it looks. No, it's great. You'll, you just need to learn. You'll be fine. You'd have to know what you were doing to really break your computer with it. I've done that. And I, uh, <laughs> Me <yeah>. too. <laughs> I mean, I haven't broken mine through uh, command line, but I've gone through probably about five different computers, so I wouldn't say I have the best track record either. But that's what how you learn. What are you doing to your computers? Well, half of it is I just buy really, well, this was when I was cheap much laptops. younger. I buy cheap laptops and then I put them on my bed and then I short circuit my hard drive of overheating it. Oh, good move. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the heat helps speed up the electricity. Yes, yeah. that's actually how high speed internet works. Uh, <laughs> listeners at home, if you didn't understand networks before, you're welcome. 
<laughs> if you didn't understand networks, go back and listen to the to the networks episode. We went into detail. I yes. would like you all to understand networks and why blowtorches don't make your processor faster. Um, <laughs> Unless you're doing extreme do overclocking and you need to pre-warm the nitrogen pot. <laughs> then you do need a blowtorch to make it go faster. You're not glass making. <laughs> no, but you can't have it too cold. You'll hit a cold bug. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but if you're doing extreme overclocking with nitrogen... The show might be a little simple for you. Yes, absolutely. For me, coming out of Moncton, you know, there's there's a lot to do with managing time zones, not only between our organization, but being all the way in Atlantic time. If you're dealing with someone in California, you're booking a lot of evening meetings yep. that you don't necessarily think of just when you hear they're in California, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there was one, one uh, project that uh, someone was in Manila and uh, another was in where, uh, well, there's the India team as well. So, uh, so trying to find the, the right time. Uh, oh, yeah, California was, it was or anyway, so, somewhere along there, uh, but um, in that time zone. And it was, you know, there's not a good time. <laughs> Someone is going to not have a good time. Uh, so, yeah. but, you know, it ha- we have to figure it out. And um, the interesting thing is that Atlantic is actually pretty good. Um, for for in between so um yeah. so we're not that bad for for sort of like the international type stuff yeah because early yeah. morning you can get people in the east and uh in the afternoon you can get people in the west mm-hmm. yep yeah no it's we're we're in an all right place and the maritimes are, are a very pretty part of the world if you have never been and you're you're listening to the show it's worth a listen especially i mean i'm i was born in newfoundland so i'm i'm partial to it uh, beautiful country because it's yeah. where i grew up yeah it's like, and also it's... because it's objectively the best one. Oh, but... it's not because it's all rock and everywhere else there's plants or no what are these plants that you're 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 describing mm, yeah exactly things that come up through the snow <laughs> yeah. do you mean the mold that grows on the rocks uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but no if you haven't been it, it's really nice up here and uh i i recommend it as a place to check out if you're a traveler Newfoundland, especially if you're into uh, into snowmobiling or or any any kind of um, overlanding, fishing, fishing, yeah, great fishing spot. It it is indeed. All right, I think we have we've had a couple of different chunks of this, right? So we had, of course, beverage talk with Let's Nurture. <laughs> we discussed for a little while uh, being in PEI, the the attitude of PEI how you guys are enjoying it there, whether you're being in Charlottetown or elsewhere. We talked a little bit about new electronics news and Rage Dapple briefly. I'd love to have you guys back on if we want to pick some sort of new technological development and do sort of an update on maybe what's happened over the past month in Mac making better decisions or Windows making decisions. We'll see if we can set that up. Thank you all for being on the show. To the listeners... Thank you for taking the time. I hope you have enjoyed this talk. I've been Liam, and you've been listening to Let's Nurture, the podcast. Let's Nurture.